friends in it, pet. Two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who ant. Hello, and welcome to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. My name is Aunt Pat. And I'm Auntie Megs. Hi, Megs. Hi, Pat. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm riding high. Yeah? I'm oh, riding... tell me why. Okay. So here's the thing. So you remember how I went home to surprise Joe's for homecoming? Yes. And I heard it was successful. Sorry for the listener, but we did converse about it off podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We sure did. And it was, uh, it was so much fun. But I want to tell you that a couple of very important things happened. Okay. Which is... I finally got to have a talk with Josie and Dominic about consent and then about how it can be withdrawn at any time. Oh, finally. Yeah. And, I, and so we had a whole bunch of good talks. And I, you know, if there's a way for me to just kind of hint to them that I'm the in case of emergency aunt, you oh, know, yeah. and that I will break the glass, whatever that means for them, that I'm yeah. the call. You what know? does that mean, do you think? You well, say it. you know, I don't want to come right out and say it, but I live in I live in uh, I live in a way that I think would hope let them know that if they needed somebody to transport them somewhere for any reason, I oh. would be the one to do it. Oh, okay. You're like um, I don't know what I don't know what I was gonna say, but you're like um, I don't know what. Whatever you gotta say, I bet it's not gonna be inoffensive. Okay. Yeah. All right. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but we had a great talk about consent. We had a great talk. I I essentially, you know, I found out um, a couple of things about. I don't want to. I'm not going to spill any beans. Uh, these beans are safe with me. And uh, but I but I you know I found out a couple of things and we had a, a really good talk about consent and how uh, anything accepted enthusiastic yes is a no. All kinds of things oh. that are very important for especially a teenage boy just became a freshman in high school oh sure and a teenage girl who's about to be a freshman in college now i gotta tell you something yeah may i now i have of course you may if i may you know enthusiasm is not my strong suit so i've definitely done uh yeah you know and for me you know know your know know your audience because sometimes, you know, I'm half asleep, but I'm still into it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm yeah. I'm like, ah, may as well. I'm already lying down. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So you just got to check in with people because I've been like, ah, sure. You know what I mean? So some you know, people, you, some people you just, you, you definitely ask, go above and beyond. But sometimes you won't receive, I just want to say to dear listener, you won't receive enthusiasm. You'll get resigned to my fate. Well, well, I think that's part of the problem, Pat. I gotta oh. be honest. I think that's a big part of the that problem. That might be an outdated way of thinking, but sometimes, yeah. sometimes you know, I'm not. It's not like I'm being um, harassed or hurt or whatever. I'm just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, I, I, I tend to treat uh, those kind of encounters like. Remember in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. When- Wait, what? When uh when Eddie Valiant opens the door and he thinks it's Jessica Rabbit, but really it's Rena Hyena, and she goes, "Oh, a man!" And then and then she comes running at him, and then the door that slams. That's like body shaming, <laughs> but face, but face shaming. Yeah, 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 it sure was. Is there such a thing as face shaming? I think Probably. there is. I think I've been a party to it. Um, but but so you know, that's one of those things where. Um, my, my consent is enthusiastic. 
and uh, you know, I hope that people know that. That must be fun for the other person, Megs. Yeah, I'm a hoot. I got to tell you, I'm very fun. Now, we don't talk about that kind of stuff on my end a lot of times. No, no. And I got to tell you, if anybody's listening and you're like, hey, is Meg single? Uh, yes, she is. And she's a hoot and a holla. And she's enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. But I, but that's very important that people know. You know, you have to be, uh, you have to give consent. Right. You have to care about uh, consent. So that was good a good talk. Good for you having that, because that's a tough talk to have. You, you know, know, like most I, talks these days yeah. are getting hard to have. I think it's easy when you're not the parent. Like I was not uncomfortable in any way at all. I was, uh, and neither were they. They were so chill about it. Nobody was like, uh, gross, man, Auntie Bags, please don't do this. They were just like, oh, okay. And what about and asking questions? Very thoughtful. When it's not your parents, it's a great conversation, I think. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, if you're listening and you are, because how else would you know what's happening yeah, currently but yeah. yeah but i think that's great you know take a yeah. page take a page have the harder conversation for mags it's easy for some people it's going to be challenging for me i'll never do it because the kids will say will you do this and then they'll just rob me blind but yeah or they rate. would like record it and it would go viral for the wrong yeah. reasons they'd use something. it against me they'd use it to get yeah. my pin somehow yeah. or you know, make international transactions by using my voice yeah. uh, as a deep internet fake you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah. Well, just so everybody knows, if you want me to talk to your nieces, nephews, siblings, or even your children, I'm so oh. happy to do it. So if that's something you need, shoot us an email at those who at gmail.com. Also, please, while you're doing that, just like, subscribe, rate, review, any of those things that help this podcast get uh, even one Make more listener. Make a yard sign. Would um, you? Oh, mention uh, it at church yeah. or maybe not don't, church. Yeah, don't mention it at church. Maybe don't. Just seeing as how I started this off with a... <laughs> Anyways, um, I really want to hear what our guest has to say. Oh, I bet. I bet they have something wonderful to say about the topic. I think so, too. Yeah. Any topic, really. I love our guests oh, so much. Oh, I would much. listen to them prattle on. Oh, my God. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Please, sign me up. Yes. For first front row. Give me the splash first row. Zone. Give me zone. the splash zone for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to do the honest pad? Sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, but however you identify, please welcome to the program, Uncle Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Hey, how's, that? how's everybody doing? Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, oh Mikey. Hey. You have so many ways to say hello. How's it going? Hey, hey. Uh, hola. Hey. Oh, oh you're so Yeah. Huh? All right. Hey, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, I, I, I brought cookies. Where do you want me to put, <gasps> put them? Oh, um. Just in the middle of the table will be just yeah. fine. Right yeah, leave the, the wrap on them, though, because... Well, no, don't, because we can snack while we're... Yeah, we can snack. Mikey, we can will, you, snack, yeah. will you tell us what each cookie... I recognize some of these. These look like cookies And I from... recognize no, almost none of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. These are in the middle of the rainbow cookies, all yeah. right? So if you have a nut allergy, don't eat these, you know? Uh, these are sugar cookies, mm -hmm. and these are dusted with sugar. These are nut... You can have these nuts, nuts free. These things kind of nuts galore. Uh, the, you know, these oh, what are those? Here. Those look like pignoli. Am I right? He's a pignoli. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's a exactly. pine nut cookie. Yeah. A lot of these cookies look like they're from the old neighborhood. Well, this is my my wife made these. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh. and and made these. So she's and a the saint. Fourth, the fourth one over here is gluten free. It's uh, blueberries and oatmeal. Oh God! But there's no okay. there's no gluten. She told me how she did it, but I had you know pops and whistles for me. You know, I'm talking right. about one yeah. definitely one ear, and the other is that she talks about these ingredients and and you know 
it's yeah. it's magic you know it's lord of the rings to me you know? but i understand lord of rings i don't understand hey, you know, what are you gonna do oh you do yeah, yeah. having me on oh yeah yeah you know all the you know the elves mm. and the dwarves and the men and the orcs and all the sort of stuff you gotta know it you, you gotta know it. you gotta know it yeah, you gotta i it know is it. That yeah. is all sixes and sevens for me. I do not understand Lord of the Rings. No, no. Is oh, that... Well, well yeah. you, you know, if you got any questions, I can endeavor my best to answer. You know, I'm, no, I'm not the Silmarillion or the Sim... You know, <laughs> I'm not uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, as it were. But, hmm. you know, my line of work, I got to know about these things. So, you know, if people ask, you know, I could tell them. Yeah. What, Did he make you... the Tolkien House cookies? Yeah. He wishes. He wishes he made the Tolkien House cookies. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh, they wouldn't be off teaching uh, the the pros that are up in uh, you know England, telling everybody about as like Icelandic sagas. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? He'd just be out here. I like, don't just unfreeze these cookies and then throw these on a pan and then you know, bada boom, you you know, you got uniforms for your little league team. No, yeah, you know, you know what? Toll I got he was that close. Toll House, right? He was yeah that close. Yeah, because uh, I because it's it's the same thing, right? Elves, they all live in a Shia kind of. Hobbits oh, live in a Shire. Hobbits yeah. live in a Shire, right? And elves live in several places. Uh, there's a theory that they're right, descended of angels in, in this ah. world. But yeah, they mostly live in like uh, Rivendell in the the far the woods area. No, and that's so- the one about the teens, right? With Archie and Jughead, Rivendell? Riverdale. <gasps> Riverdale. Although with the TV show, who knows what that's about now? I think I think they're vampires at this point. <laughs> and watches. I don't I'm in a I'm in a room. And she's telling me she'll be like, Jughead's a vampire. And I'm like, I love you so much. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, okay. Veronica, Veronica's husband's a time traveling werewolf. I'm like, what? I, well, aren't they in high school? Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand because I went on a date one time and it was the, the Lord of the Ring. And right. I was like, who are these small, dirty children? And why do they have to go on the, where are they going? Yeah. It was very, and then when I tell you, I fell asleep and mm-hmm. I dreamed, Damn I dreamed. Well. And when I woke up, I thought that my dream had been the film. And I thought, oh God, my sister Carolyn was there. <laughs> and this guy read me the riot act and barely drove me home. Uh, that, that's on him. That's no good. First of all, those movies are long. God, they're yeah. a marathon. Oh, Only yeah. marathon I'll run. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. But yes. Uh, gosh, you know. If, uh, you know, a dream, you know, if, if you fall asleep, you can't be blamed for that. And if you remember your dream and it's more interesting than a movie, you should get your money back. That's what yeah. I think. Oh, that's a great policy. Oh, I yeah, If I'm in a movie that. theater, my thing would be if you fall asleep and you like your dream more than whatever Avengers movie was on, I'll give you your money back. Yeah. That's oh, great. I love negotiating, you know, more businesses should be oh. run. And I have a lot of, um respect or whatever for small businesses and i know i know they're barely hanging on but i think a way to 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 run your business better and make people want to come back is i'm open to negotiation Mm -hmm. i fell asleep during this film i had a wonderful dream it was so terrific oh isn't that great yeah could i get five dollars off or could i get a ticket for the next time well gosh you know what that's a very gentle way to ask for that so yes yeah absolutely yeah 100 percent. i fell asleep i and also, it's like, it's so hard to go to sleep. It, I know, for me, so I to fall asleep, I need a melatonin, I need an yeah. edible, I need the right. white noise machine, I need the mask over my face, you know what I mean? Yeah. With Over the eyes. I don't need the CPAP, but I do, I, I got to black out all light. Otherwise, you don't need to see me at all, yeah. huh? No. <laughs> Put a bag. CPAP. Of, I look like I'm a, CPAP. I mean, huh? C- oh, oh, I had, CPAP. I just had to Sorry, have one Pat. of those. No, 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 no. 
No, uh, pet, I just uh, had one. No, pet. Oh, right. Okay. You know what? Let's just go. Let's just go. There are regular cells, but they it, yeah. said it's mostly irregular cells now, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, good. Okay, okay good. good. That's good. But yeah, if you fall asleep, it's so hard to fall asleep, you know? Yeah. So if you're anywhere and you get restful, like I, in a Lord of the Rings, one of these movies, you can get REM sleep. You can fall into a cycle where you can actually deep dream like you did. They're so friggin' long. I twist. Yeah. Forget about it. You know, Pat and I had a very similar experience, which is I, uh, but years ago, I went to the Matrix 2 with a boyfriend. I feel like this is what happens when we are dating and maybe me personally, when we're dating men, it's like I'm suddenly I'm seeing the Matrix too. But I went, and he said, "You've seen this, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, honey, I love you. Yes, I've seen this movie because you love this movie." And then we went in there, and it started. And I turned to him and said, "Now, what is the Matrix?" <laughs> And he realized that I hadn't seen it, and I realized that I hadn't seen it. I really thought I had. <laughs> no, there was no giveaway. You see Keanu Reeves show up, and he's got the sunglasses on, and he can he knows kung fu. He can fly. There's none of that. Yeah, there's no. Like, he can't know it, can he? He can't. He's not supposed to. And if he knows it, he shouldn't talk about it because I that's, feel like that's cultural appreciation, and I don't yeah. think that that's right. He doesn't need to be doing. He should just do fisticuffs. You know. Yeah, just square up. You know. If you yeah. can fly, just fly away. The best defense is no defense. Is going is not fighting. Oh. Yeah, just leave. Yeah, you can just, yeah, you can fly. Go to a box like, nah, I'm all right. You know? Mikey, I love that about you because you know yeah. what? When we first met you, I got to tell you, I thought, oh boy, if it's fight or flight, this guy's fight. But you know, getting to know you, you are too smart for that. You are. I'm all flight. I think that is terrific, and more people should take that advice to heart. Well, yeah, that, that I learned, I learned that the hard way. Because it was fight for a while. Everything was fight. Like, what? You, eh? what? And then you fight. And, you know, that's tough. That's a tough way to, you know, not be in jail. And yeah. once you, well, but you learn that, you know, a couple, two, three times that happens to you. You learn your lesson. You, you straighten out. And then you realize most of the things we're fighting about of, how's the swearing on here? What's the oh. language situation? Full, full go. What, don't, yeah. don't hit the brakes. Don't don't tap the brakes. You Keep can floor going. it on here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Pat most does for stuff, sure. Yeah. Most of the stuff we're fighting about is f- uh, fucking stupid. Yeah. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's mostly like uh, uh for guys anyway for uh the traditional masculine framework of how you conduct yourself uh yeah. in, in in this current environment. It's like getting fight. It's it's mostly like ball games. It's mostly like mm. you wore the wrong jersey to something, and all of a sudden everybody's the shocks and the jets from fucking West Side Story. We gotta. Yeah. You know, you and me got to f- fucking slug it out and on, on, at the loge deck in front of where they set up the Shake Shack, uh, you know, before I can sit down and watch nine innings of baseball or four quarters of football or fucking whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't sit in my seat without somebody, you know, taking a swing at me. They can't sit down without me swinging at them. It's fuck. Forget it. It's stupid. And it's posturing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm going to fight because I don't want to talk to somebody. Now I thought you know people coming to my store like you guys did. I talked to them, you know. Yeah, I bought you them. Did. Wouldn't stay long, but yeah, yeah, come in, talk, learn about people, you know. And if it does get too heated, you know, there's a lot to be said for you know to live to fight another day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eat, pray, walk away. That's my. That's my. Whoa. Oh my god! Now, Mikey, that's yeah. your merchandise. For yeah, I don't know. For I don't know what I don't know what it's. Maybe you could put it in the store, but eat, pray, walk away. Oh my. god. 
God. Oh, with Italian hands. I would oh, yeah. put Italian hands on that. Yeah. You know, myself, myself. Yeah. Now, this kind of came up naturally. Two things kind of came up naturally. One of them is that you're a small business owner yourself. You That's know. correct. Uh, yes. So, because, you know, for the careful listener, well, when Pat was saying how she supported small business, you said thank you. And we know that. But maybe our listeners don't know that you are a small business owner. Now, also, would you mind telling everybody how we met? Because all of these things are interconnected. Oh, for sure. Uh, you uh, both were kind enough to come into my store and do some shopping, which we always appreciate as a small business owner. Oh, yeah. So I am the owner, proprietor, and uh, I operate a, uh, a Uncle uh, Uncle Mikey's Dungeon of Mystery. Yeah. And uh, we sell all manner of collectible, but primarily uh, in the realm of uh, comic books, comic book related items. And uh, things that were traditionally considered, you know, nerd culture categories, things of that nature. Now it's all expanded. So everybody knows this stuff. But, you know, we got in, you know, early. Yeah. And we opened up. And now with, you know, with areas, uh, you know, it's us, you know, it's us and the one Barnes and Noble across the highway to selling these things. But, yeah, we sell comic books, graphic novels and all sorted uh, miscellaneous with a couple other things on the side. Yeah, not a lot of people know this, but you know, I am a. Uh, we haven't talked about it that, that much, I think, on the podcast. But I, I love comic books, and I came in there looking for Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane comics. That's right. When I was chased by a bee, yeah, I was well, going we to let Meg yeah. go in yeah. because I didn't. To be honest with you, it felt like it was going to be stuffy. No offense, Mikey. I looked in okay. and I thought almost daylight couldn't get in but then there was a right. bee you know those big ones the fairy a bumper bee sure, and i sure. thought one i don't want to hurt it but i don't want it to get in my hair so we both went in yeah, yeah. and honestly your your instinct is the first instinct a lot of people have if you are not somebody who falls into the uh cisgender heterosexual normative uh uh male uh, uh description that has been a uh, a category as fella uh, that I fall into that is traditionally a gatekeeper in these uh, in these types of places. Yeah. Comic book stores for a long time got a bad reputation for anybody coming in being very exclusionary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, going, you got to pass like, oh, you're a girl, huh? What do you know about comic books? It's like, asshole, probably more than you do. You spend all your time in here uh, underneath a fucking heat lamp. So yeah. we try, you know, we, we try not to be that. We make an effort you don't uh, beat at it at all not to beat at but we if oh. you but if you come no 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 we don't want to we don't want to be oh, i keep saying be i don't want to make that triggering for you yeah but we try to make sure that everybody knows that they're welcome in the store no matter what i saw the the good pride flag the the good one the inclusionary pride flag yeah. on the yep. window and i thought i'm it's safe for ant sexuals in here that's exactly right yeah we we had that up i had one of the one of the uh one of, i call everybody a kid because everybody's younger than me at this point but uh, uh, Sandra, one of the, uh, one of the kids that works at the store was like, I'm going to hang this up. Uh, you know, great. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, and then I was like, I real, real quick, what, this is a couple years ago that she hung it up. I was like, real quick, I trust you, but, uh, you got to tell me what that means real right. fast so that I don't, so that I know what we're talking about. She explained yeah. it to me. I was like, oh yeah, obviously that's a layup. And now that's been up there since. And, uh, you know, we keep all this, we keep merchandise out there, the t-shirts that we sell, those are hanging up. So if you see Eat, Pray, Walk Away, you know, you'll, that'll be in there too. But yeah, we try to put, unfortunately, we try to put up so much stuff that it kind of does block out some of the natural light. Yeah. So I got to take down a couple of things to let, you know, maybe let it peek through. Less of a dungeon, more of a welcoming environment. But you yeah. were looking for Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. I and, sure you know, was. 
we have a lot of we have a large inventory of uh, uh, classics, individuals, you know, wrapped standard comic book stuff, Silver Age, the Golden Age stuff we hang up in the rafters because that tends to be a little more pricey. Listen, Lois Lane is my favorite fictional character. I know you and I have talked about this, but Pat oh, sure. might not know. Lois Lane is my favorite fictional character. She's got all of the uh, intelligence and capabilities of Superman and a hundred times the bravery because she does not have superpowers, but she still goes up against all those bad guys. And I would argue that she fights for truth, justice, the American way, just as much as he does, if not more. Absolutely. Well, yeah. The fourth I, I... estate. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what the, oh God, that was a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch not long ago, but it was about, wow. it wasn't about Lois Lane. I think it was about WikiLeaks. Mm. Oh, Around... I, I never figured that out. I didn't chase that down. It's confusing. No, and I got to tell you, is this the same guy? Because I passed a sign, you know, I was visiting family in Ohio the other day, and I passed a sign that said, free Julian Assange. And I first thought, what year is it? And then what? I thought, is he the WikiLeaks guy? I couldn't remember. Which but somebody... one's which? Yeah, it's him, right? That's WikiLeaks? Yeah. Who's the other one? <sighs> I just saw a story about him because he just got Russian citizenship. Um, Julian Snowden. Assange, right? Snowden. Snowden. Okay, so is Snowden. he WikiLeaks too? Are they all WikiLeaks? I don't remember what his exact thing was, but he was an insight and he did an interview and then everybody was chasing him. Mm-hmm. And Julian Assange, he, he was like, here's WikiLeaks, but also like, what's my deal? And it was never oh. quite good. Yeah. yeah. So, and then he lived in an embassy for a long time. Oh. And now nobody knows. The fact that somebody still has a, a, a sign up that says free Julian Assange. Like you got to go be like, you know, there's other stuff that it's new. On, you know? When I tell you, this has been put up since oh, July know. from Ju- Yeah. Wow. It's new. That's so I was a fan. like, what that's the a heck? fan. Yeah. 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 You want a fan site for Julian Assange. Right. My thing. fan site is this bridge and the sign specifically. Yeah. And yeah. I knew it wasn't good because he had that, you know, how they've repurposed the don't tread on me flag. So he had that too. Red flag. That's Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. replaced a red flag in a lot of places if you throw up the, the snake. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. a red flag, but definitely one of those Blue Lives Matter ones. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, Which the, it's synonym. Synonym. Odd, and oddly enough, does not have any red in it. Yeah. And, and is oddly enough, if, sorry to go on because I've been thinking about this. No, get it out. It's a desecration of the very thing that people say that they're trying to protect, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's a symbol of this ideal of the American life that is guaranteed to us by the Constitution and all these mm-hmm. things that uh, fathers and grandfathers and, and forebears and mothers and sisters and everybody have fought for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in order to express that, someone's life has value when it's one it's not a life it's a job being yeah. a police officer yeah. is, is something that you can quit you can't quit what you were born you know, right. you know the 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 race that you were born in and it's an account because it's a counter to black lives matter thing right yeah like, what about blue lives oh okay great it quit your job you don't like that smurfs so, and the avatars the big mm-hmm. which well, i just call big smurfs at this point like oh, yeah you know, smurfs. smurfs got big <gasps> learn how to fight what if that's the prequel? Smurfs is a prequel to Avatar. Did anybody wow. ever think of that? Wow, oh my god! I love that. To me, that really connects on in a yeah. way. Is Gargamel? Is he in that? Gargamel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Smurfs. I don't know. He might be in a second Avatar movie because they're making that now. Yeah. I didn't see any of those Avatar movies. There's only the one. They've talked about making a second one for like ten years, but finally James Cameron said he's making one. 
Doesn't it have a whole land at one of the theme parks? Yeah, I think there's an well, there's a ride for sure at one of them. It's like, how did you get there? I don't know. Anyways, that's I think a whole they other made story. the ride yeah. accidentally when they were trying to make the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're, they we're must have a sequel, and then they're like, uh, "My own, we made a ride." They you had to have. I hate when that happens. You know, when you're trying to they make one to thing, and you make it like again, like you're trying to make a point about how you should protect a certain group of people, but instead you desecrate the symbol of the very thing that you're trying to express yourself. I yeah. don't know. It seems kind of stunad, but could you imagine if all of us, whatever our jobs were, if that we had to bl- insert blank lives matter flag for whatever we do? And like, you know who I thought it. The only people who would really take that so seriously would be theater performers, oh, right? Yeah. Because they, because then they're like, "It's not my job; it's my life. It's Can my I... calling. It's yeah. my calling." I had yeah. this thought when I was falling asleep the other night. My hand to God. Oh, I at thought... the movies? Oh, that was a long time ago. That was that was a mind. while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go to the movies, I fall asleep. But this yeah. happened to be yeah. in the comfort of my own home. Oh, good. Yeah. I thought, you know how they say, um, performers will say the show must go on, and there's all these stories about. Oh, I hit my head on the scrimp. I um. Oh, I had I had full blown meningitis. Oh, my arm came off, and the show must go on. And we go, oh, that's oh, that's wonderful. Why does the show have to go on? And I say that with love to all the artists out there. But if your arm come off, just say you all can come back tomorrow. There'll be an mm-hmm. understudy. Everyone will be okay. I thought that was very silly as I was falling asleep. I thought no one asked you to. It wasn't like, we demand the show. We demand the show. Well, for our health and well-being. I got to tell you, Mikey and I were in a place. Actually, both of us. This has happened to me two times exactly. And I was with you one time, Pat. And I was with you, Mikey, the other time. Uh-huh. When an audience member legitimately had a cardiac arrest. Yeah. And then after they wheeled that person out of the theater, the show picked right up where it left off. Remember that, you guys? We were we were there. Two different audiences. I was with yeah. we, with you, Pat, once, and with you, Mikey, once. And holy cow. Also, the show that we were at, like, wasn't, like, the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Oh, that's Where something bad. explodes and you're like, my heart. There's nothing like that stuff no. going on. No. We were just, like, watching a scene between two people. I'm like, all right, this is a slice of life. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden somebody hits the deck and all the, you know, and the other thing with that is like the first line of defense is the servers. Yeah. Right? Because we were at a place that served booze and food. Mm-hmm. So you have a heart attack. And then the kid who was bringing somebody a Long Island iced tea that was dyed blue has to turn around and then figure out how to restart your heart. But I hope that kid knows how it works. Otherwise they're going to shock themselves. <laughs> And the two it is, and you're also like you're having this. You're going toward the light. Your time on this earth is narrowing. You can hear the ticking of some grand clock, but then you can also hear two assholes doing a scene about something that you know nothing about. Yeah, stop doing the show, please yeah. come help me. I've had a heart attack. Yeah, it feels rude a little bit because I think the arts are important, and I do believe in that Papa sticker. Without art, the earth is eh. So I get it. I believe that to be true, but sometimes being alive still is takes um precedent. How about, yeah, how about your life must go on? How about that? <laughs> life must go on. The show must go on unless, and then 
many caveats. Tons yeah. of stuff yeah. written on the side. Yeah. And I say that with love. If you're an artist, we need you. And we also need you to be alive and have, you know, your, you see your facility, faculties and your facilities yeah. and your arms and legs. So I really mean that with love. I, I just had this, you know, when you fall asleep and you're trying to sleep and your brain goes, what about this? That's what happened. Well, now I'd like I'd like to gently remind everybody that the first time I was back in a live audience again was to see three different Elvis impersonators. Okay, I have many questions, and I'd like to ask at least two of them. Yeah, go ahead. Unless this is something you talked about in your episode. No, I, but I, we've funny. never heard your questions before. Yeah, we don't know what your questions are, but I just okay. want everybody to know that was my return from the pandemic was taking my mother to see three. Elvis impersonators the night Bob Saget died and one of them did announce it to the crowd as if it were his responsibility. Okay, what are your questions? Uh, Someone should have yelled at that guy. This ship, I don't care if he's dead. The show must go on. I've we added should've. another question to my list of questions. <laughs> now, okay, this is not... A, this, you can put... You know what? You could put a liniment on how many questions I asked. No. Okay, great. Um, There's three of them, right? There's three yeah. the Elvises, just to establish that again. Was it three Elvises doing the separate eras of Elvis or was it just three different guys doing the same Elvis? Oh, I wish it was the latter, but it was the former. Okay. So there was my sister Gina came with me and my mom and we referred to them as hot Elvis, nerd Elvis and real Elvis. And so <laughs> hot Elvis, obviously comeback special black leather jumpsuit, very attractive young man. Nerd Elvis was G.I. Elvis. And he the only reason he was Nerd Elvis is because I believe the man himself who was the impersonator was a big, big nerd. And because right. he could he had no rhythm. I was like, what are you doing? This man was known for dancing. What this guy only slapped his thigh. I've never seen anything like it. He got one move out of the set, you know. That's yeah. uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. There's a and lot then, more to that. Yeah, and then real Elvis, I thought he was gonna die on the toilet. He was good. He convinced me. I believed Method. it. Oh, did they put a toilet out? I wish. Oh. I wish. Okay, that's one that question. Been, you know, they say if they put a gun in the first part of the play, it goes off. If they put a toilet on stage during an Elvis show, you know it's going to go off. He's got to die on it. Yeah. He's yeah, gotta... that's how Alfred Hitchcock builds suspense. You show the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you know someone's going to die on it. That's the truth. Boy, art. <laughs> Again, we're right back to art and how valuable it is, and the show must go on. Here we absolutely. are. We're all talking about art. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? We've, Which brings uh, me to a question about your show. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please. Do you have, yeah, I don't want to forget to ask you this. Uh, go right ahead. Take your time. Well, you had a poster up that said Ork and Mindy, and I thought, what's that? Okay. Because I remembered the program, but it was spelled differently in your shop. Right, sure. Uh, so, are you familiar with the uh, tabletop adventuring role playing game Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, Ooh, have I? Yeah, I mean, yes. Listen, I just I went on a, on some dates with somebody who was very into it, and they kept telling me very kindly, "If you want to come watch or learn how to play this, you can." And I kept saying, "I don't know how many different ways I can tell you no gently." <laughs> now. Right? That is 100% an absolutely valid answer to do you want to come watch me do this? Yeah. But did any of us anticipate that that entire concept would now be a cottage industry by which people have become wealthy 
I would say through simply having people listen to them play Dungeons and Dragons or watch them live play a version of some tabletop role-playing game. Is that right? Most, oh my gosh. Dimension 20, Adventure Zone, uh, fucking, what are the guys, they do the voices in the cartoons in the critical role. Oh, Mel Blank. Oh. (laughs) If he shows up. Oh, the guy was like, who's like, police school. That was, yeah, I don't mean it. I don't mean it correct. That was Michael Winslow. Oh. From the police academy, so you got the second oh, part. We right? love him oh. around here. Around here, that's around these parts. I you know I got the Michael spirit, yeah. the spirit of it. You guys, you were in the neighborhood, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Driving it pertains past. to my shop, Orc and Mindy yeah. are. I host campaigns at the store, right? Because it's, oh. it is now very popular. I've heard People that like, word. I've heard. Oh, that word. right. Is it's, it political? It's a game. That means a game, right? It, it the role play, uh-uh. yeah. No, it just means it's a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's the can. It's the thing you're trying to do. So you all sit down. You get your characters, and you have your dungeon master who puts everything together. Oh, and wow. then he says, "This is your campaign. You're gonna go. And you're gonna try to do this, that, or the other thing, right?" And then he, you know, he or she, or, you know, they often they go off and running. Two of the people that come to my store that were playing in a campaign I was hosting, they met at the campaign, and oh. he was playing an orc ranger and she was playing dwar- a dwarven artificer are you allowed to say that yeah. i bl- i am i i'll bleep it, it if we i'll bleep it if we find out you can't say if it. you find out afterwards that some of the connotation has changed and absolutely that's okay. fine yeah. but the dwarf's name was mendevious or something like that oh. and oh. he was he's playing an orc range i don't remember the name of the orc but they met at the game and then they got married at the shop Oh my God! Because you're ordained, aren't you? I am ordained in several online ministries, and then in three ministries that are valid in the lower forty-eight, and then one territory. But I got to get the certificate out because I don't remember which one. Did you have to get like a some sort of wizard to do it to to tell you you could marry nerds? I drew. I drew- <laughs> Yeah, what's the licensure on the, there? The licensure is the same. It, is it like marrying minors where you have to have at least two witnesses who say, I think they're okay? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, could you spell the minors in question? Is it with an O or an E? Oh. Oh, uh, so maybe that territory is like Kentucky or West Virginia or something. If you if that's the minors you're doing. Right. Is it, you come out of the coal mine and you're like, let's yeah. make this thing official. Yeah. Uh, I dressed as a wizard when I officiated, but I didn't have to get it approved by a counselor or anything. But they had shirts and posters and stuff made up, and it said Orc and Mindy. That's fun. In the front of the shop, it said Orc and Mindy. And they're still married. They're still together to this day. I like the explanation because if you gave me a million years and a million monkeys and a million typewriters, yeah. I'd be so mad that that was the answer that we finally came to. I I really didn't see it coming. Yeah, but I I got a question. When you when you're dressed as a wizard yeah. and you pronounce people, you know, do they say? Do you say? Um, I can't think of something that rhymes with "you shall not pass." But do you scream "you shall not put asunder" or like uh, "let let no man put asunder"? What you've done because that's a thing they say at weddings, and that's a wizard thing I know. Yeah, that, that, that let no one put asunder. That yeah. part is. Yeah, that part is maybe the only line that's a parallel with any sort of judeo-christian vow structure okay everything okay. else is kind of customized it's whatever they want to do for the thing that they want to do i gotta <sighs> say your brain is impressive 
Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you I don't get it. You know I learned this word code switching. I learned oh. that word yeah. from Joe. So she told me about it. And I feel like you in your day-to-day life do a lot of code switching. Is that accurate? Lingo? Like professional speech? All of it. All I feel yeah. like because you could have a conversation with two human beings like us who really don't know much about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so and you can like but me. you could talk about other things, you know? And but you could have a conversation with Dungeons and Dragons peoples, but you flip a switch and you can communicate with them very well too. Yeah. Well, that's 12 hours out of the day, you know, open a store, do stock, everything like that. When I get home, normally it's, yeah, it's it's normally not, you know, because Anne does her own thing and she's like, you know, I'm happy, you're she happy. She seems so normal. Yeah, she does. And yeah, Anne does, she knows about it, but she don't, you know, she's like, oh, you know, that sounds like, and she'll come to the store every once in a while if there's like a big event, but she don't get too much into it. So we talk about other stuff. Yeah. I try to know enough about stuff to talk about whatever stuff we're talking about, basically is the, is the thing. And whatever I didn't get punched out of my brain at, in various uh, you know, uh, encounters Scraps. between the ages yeah. of eight and 29. It's the last time I got in a fist fight. Mm. Have we talked about that? I think, I, f- I feel like I talked about this with one of you, like, the last, yeah, Mags, I think the last time you were talking, Story I was talking about the last time I was in a fist fight. I think, oh shit, it might have been my early 30s. That's too late. Oh. Anyway, that's okay. Then- Which was the one you had about Gabagol? Because you told me about it and I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I didn't even start that one because it was like, oh, this is Ga- oh, Gabagool. And I was like, yeah, a cop of coal. And then the guy just punched me because he <gasps> thought I was making fun of him for for saying two things. That's something like you, you got the words that you use can get you in the, the hot water. And uh, that, yeah, you know what? By the way, if you listen to this and you're mute, you're getting your way ahead of the rest of us. Because if yeah. you're mute, I mean, and, and you're seen and you're loved and you're yeah. not heard. And you know what? Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. And by because the way, you if you listen too much trouble. Yeah. And by the way, if you listen to this and you thought mute people aren't real, that's a myth. Get, see yourself out of this podcast. They're real. They're yeah, real. Yeah, they yeah. can't. They don't speak. They yeah, either choose to. You know, a lot of what I've learned from film is sometimes you see something. And then you never say something ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you're a little boy and you're trying to protest nuclear weapons and an NBA player stands up for you and you go out of our silence and then an NBA player comes in and he dies. Do you guys remember that movie? What's happening? The only movie I thought of was Brian's song, but that's not it because those oh, were football no. players and those are both grown men. Hmm. Yeah. Are you thinking and of one Space of them does Jelly? Pass away. I don't think so. It was, I don't, it was not Space Jelly because they don't show any basketball. You know what? I'm going to text Joe's. All right. Okay. Is it a recent film? No, absolutely not. Didn't seem. I mean, I, 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 but I don't. I mean, who knows what they're going to make it about now. And everything is usually like either a DCU product or like an MCU product. And Yeah. Oh, mm. You know, you're either dealing with a Star Wars or a, you know. What's an a, SKU? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Oh, like skew? Well, you guys said a bunch of those. What's an SKU? If, oh. Is it the same thing? She's talking about universes. Who is oh, me? Sure. Not, hold on. I got to text my nephew. He'll know what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. I While we're doing that, I have to say, Mikey, when we came in, you know, I have to tell you, I was very um, nervous and anxious. It was dark in there. There were tiny toys. I was told, don't touch. It says don't touch on most things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And it, I was really out of my comfort zone. And I just want to say to the listener, you really genuinely have a way of connecting with people. Just like Meg said, you coddle switch. You coddle switched me so good because you just really spoke to me in a way that I could understand. And then I thought, well, this is interesting. Now, is it interesting enough for me to do? No. 
I'm sorry, it just isn't, and I'm confused. Yep, sure. Immediately, you know, unicorns are as far as I go into that arena, and then I'm I have to tap out. But I have to tell you, you are an amazing small business owner, and people come in, you know, the names, you let them get married in your store. It's really fascinating to me. And then the fact that we even come back in, the fact that I don't have to be chased by a bee to come back in. I mean, volumes. Our preferred business model is not waiting for people to get chased by bees into the uh, store. So we're, we're happy that you want to come back in. Yeah, it's a, a lot of it is to fight the established perceiving, I guess is the word of it. Mm. Lot, here's the thing. In talking about how when I was younger, I was a combative individual. Right. Uh, a lot of the things that uh, I was combative against were other people. There's a lot of misdirected anger or just generalized all directed anger. Yeah. When it's used correctly, it's a good tool. And I would go to other comic book stores and I would go to other collectibles places. And this is everything. It goes across comic books. If there's any place we're going to go buy something either old or shiny for some reason. People get very weird about it. They get very esoteric yeah. about the whole thing. So I would go to other places and I would see them being rude. To the people that are coming in to buy your shit. Because if they don't buy it, guess what? I'm just sitting on 900 fucking copies of Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Oh. What am I? I'm not going to read them all again. They're good. They're good. Okay. Yeah. They're okay. great. But I'm not yeah. going to go back and like, oh, like, like every day read them. What am I going to just sit and wait for it to catch fire? No, I want you to buy this so that I can continue to pay my mortgage. But then these people come in and be snotty, be stupid, they be snippy, they be all this other shit. And I was like, you know what? This place has to be the opposite of that. This has to be a place where if you came in and you acted like that, you felt out of place. You Mm -hmm. corrected what the fuck you were about. So when you come in and if you don't know anything, great. Even if you don't like it, fantastic. You didn't coming in. Yeah, you didn't bat an eyelash when I said. Do you have any of these small dolls for the show, Newhart? And I thought that was so terrific because- I thought it was a great idea too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that to me. it was a great idea. Because if I could get Larry, Daryl, and the other Daryl, and I could have them in my home, I thought that would have been so fun. And I would play a Newhart game about- Oh, me too. How does Bob get from, oh, Bob's got to, you know, oh, rent this room, you know, yada, yada, yada. And you said, you told me- that's exactly what you do there. That's exactly what the games are. You're trying to accomplish something. And I thought, well, now I have a better understanding of exactly. the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. There's innkeepers in Dungeons and Dragons and these other games. And it's like, it's probably, you know. Are any of them like to... Newhart with his beautiful wife? Exactly. Right. Yeah. <gasps> it was like, even so if they're not good. big toys, like little figurines, I'm telling you, there's because there's also a toy or a figurine about everything. I wonder if this was Funko Pops for Newhart. There's got to be at this because there's a Funko Pop for everything. I think eventually, you know how Andy Warhol said in the future, everybody will have 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. I think if yeah. he was alive now, he'd be like in the future, everybody will be a fucking Funko Pop at some point. Yeah, that sounds about right. I wonder if they have Funko Pops for the movie Amazing Grace and Chuck, which is the movie I was talking about from before. It came out 1987 and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it with Gregory Peck. What? Wow, what a cast. And the story is, I just read a little synopsis because Joe's texted me. The story is this little boy is a little league player and he goes on a trip to like Washington, D.C. or something. And then he learns about nuclear weapons. And then he says, I won't play this little league baseball game. Not going to play. And he stops talking to protest. So they forfeit the game and it's a big commotion. And then a fake Boston Celtics player named Amazing Grace something. Then he gets rid of it. And then he's like, I'm going to stop playing basketball until we figure out nuclear weapons. And then I think something happens with the president. That's it. 
Roll credits. Story. It was an easier yeah. time. Yeah. Because, dear listener, if you're under the age of 45, you're like, what? You're like, wait, what? That was, I felt like a lot, there was a run of films where it was, um, oh, our biggest problem is uh, dying in a nuclear winter, which is very bad and still could happen tomorrow. Yeah. But also now it feels like there's way worse things really close by. I mean, it feels, it actually feels cute. Oh, yeah. That's take your pick, you know, take your pick, right? Like what yeah. the, what tragic fate yeah. would you like to befall you? Yeah. That was a magical time. You know, I remember the other day, I think I told you this, Pat. You guys remember the show Out of This World? Sure. That went on for six seasons. That's not true. That is. It is. That's, that's true. Six, maybe seven. I'll text Joe's. I think it was six seasons. Fantastic. But here's the thing. Which Freak one's better one? Freaks and Geeks got one season out of this world gets six. What's that one? What is that's this? the one with a teenage girl named Evie and mm-hmm. her mother is an American human woman and her dad is an alien and she mm-hmm. can freeze time and she could start it again by going like this. She puts her hands together like like she's going to pray and that freezes time and then she puts her fingertips together to start it back up again. Yeah, she has she is essentially the most power. She has godlike powers. Yeah. Because her mom was a human and her dad is some manner of alien. A celestial being, yeah. A celestial being, if you will. So she's she's this in, incredibly powerful being, but mostly what she used her powers for was like, I had a party when my mom wasn't home and I got to clean up before everybody shows up. Yep, freeze it, clean, oh. unfreeze. Love yeah. stakes. Well, what's yeah. the one with, there was the little girl was the sex doll for the family. She was not a sex doll. She was a she robot. She was a little robot. She, a little she had robot a girl. She had little wonder. hair. Yeah. yeah, that was dark, wasn't it? That was, yeah. It was all right until they turned her around and they popped her back open and she had the fucking Teddy Ruxpin panel in the back. Yeah, she did. That was terrifying. What the fuck? They, hey, it was like, oh, oh I'm nine. I'll find out. Oh, oh, great. I'm watching a David Cronenberg show with his body horror. Now I this little girl that I identified with because she's the same age as me. Turns out that she's a horrifying uh, simulacrum of human existence. Anyway, don't let her <sighs> in the jacuzzi. S- I feel like there was a whole episode of that show where they were just trying to keep her out of the new hot tub or jacuzzi that they bought. Well, that felt like, because I remember watching and thinking, is that's a little sex doll. And I thought that for network television is a bridge too far. Very yeah. racy. Very yeah, racy. Very racy. Whole family passing her around. I would believe it if it was that one guy. Remember the guy who played Dennis on Head of the Class? He's a pervert director. He did Disney shows and he was a pervert director. If he had been involved in Small Wonder, I would have been like, this is real. The perversion. Was he the one with the uh, that, uh, boss around Jeanette McCurdy? I think she, so. She was on iCarly, right? Yeah, he did all those teen shows and now all That's of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember his name in real life, but on, the, on Head of the Class, he was Dennis in her book, she wrote a book, Jeanette McCurdy, and it's called I'm Glad My Mom is Dead. Yeah, I, saw, I almost bought that at the airport. Apparently, it's dynamite. And in the book, she she won't name him. She only calls him the director yeah. because she doesn't want to put his name out there or give him any power, which I thought was very smart of her. She's mm-hmm. like, she's got a lot going on. Like she, I, Again, yeah. to sound like an old person, like that young person has got a lot going on with themselves. But she does. She went through a lot. Good. I hope uh, I hope only bad things happen to him uh, from yeah. now on. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. How dare you besmirch the name of head of the class starring Dabney Coleman? Um, I I mean, talk about a crush. Talk about a yeah, crush. You liked him from nine to more five. Like Doomy Coleman. That broke up. Say that Thank again. You. More like Doomy Coleman. Deb me. Do me. 
Um, do me cool, man. <laughs> do me cool, man. Boy, loves him. He's so angry. He, he let his little weasel face all pinch all up. He's so mad. All of his roles were like, ooh, and he gets so riled up. And I thought, oh, point it at me. See, Anne, see, Anne would disagree with you because she's a Billy Connolly guy. She oh. watches that show and she's like, she hears that Scottish accent. She's like, why don't you talk like that? I'm like, because I'm not from fucking Glasgow. Oh, but I have oh, to tell you, um, Willie Connolly, though, he's like the Scottish um, Jimmy Coleman. I mean, they have a very similar energy, which is, you know, I kind of like um, growing up in the pitch society that we live in. You know, I, I was always, oh boy, uh, a guy who's about one millimeter away from blowing his top. Talk about fighting. Talk about being combative. I was like, oh, I was taught to be like, oh my God, this guy's, this guy's going to spend a night in the clink. Just Let me every- at him. You you like somebody who's an active volcano? Yeah, I kind of yeah. do. Did you kind of want to grab Doobie Coleman and say, you know, to him, you know, grab him and say you're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot? Because that's what they said that movie in eight to seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, on the movie he was said, but he kind of played an okay guy. Was um, Cloak and Dagger? Do you guys remember that one? I remember I the comic book. I don't remember the movie. I do actually. Oh. He played. I think I remember because I saw it during the pandemic. I saw it because. His like the son was like, oh, I miss my dad or whatever. Yeah. Dabney Coleman was the the um oh the the he the, was like the hero, hand. but yeah. yeah, it was terrific. Yeah. Do watch um Cloak and Dagger because it's terrific. There's a remake of it, I think. So don't watch the remake. Watch the original. Yeah, Dabney Coleman. Yeah. Sexy. And if you need copies of the original run of the Marvel comic series, you can come to Uncle Mikey's Dungeon of Mystery. And then uh, we got all, I have so many cloak and, I went on a cloak and dagger spree. And Did I ended you? Up buying, wow. I ended up buying all of them. Eh, you know, you get on a jag every once in a while. And you just jag? Do you have any jag comic oh, books? No, no, I don't need any more. You know, Mikey, have, my TV's broken and all I get is jag. And please, we're full here. Try I someone the, else. I can't. Okay, come but on. if you don't, I have the DVD and VHS copies <sighs> of jag. All right. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, yeah, yeah, I got it all. There's one episode that I haven't seen, and I got to tell you, it's the missing puzzle piece that I think will make me understand the program. Something happened. One episode, they never show it, it loops to the next one. I think, what the hell? Something happened on it that was too controversial to be part of the JAG universe. Oh, well, it's, yeah. I can't make heads or tails of the show anymore. It's the only show I can see. And I'm thinking, Jesus, this is how I'm going to die. Sitting here breaking my brain over what happened to the JAG episode. How do we end up here? Remember how that's how I thought I was going to die when I was so sick and my TV was stuck on the movie Pay It Forward? Uh, you know, okay, wait, listen to this. Did you guys know? Because this sounds like exactly what happened with SVU. Uh-huh. So I just did a full 23 season rewatch of Law and Order SVU. And during the Trump times, uh, just before I'll bleep the election, it, don't worry. Uh, yeah, just before the election, Law and Order did a rip from the headlines episode about Donald Trump that never saw the light of day. Who played him on the show? I have no idea about Ooh. any of it. Full, was it a full diaper? It must have been. It must have been yeah, a full diaper. They cast it. Yeah. It was an open sewer and they just put an orange wig on it. Yeah, and they mic'd it up. But yep. I got to say, that's one thing that I'm like, there are two things I'm looking forward to. One is the day that leaks. And the other is the day they finally release all that JFK stuff. Sure. I mean, that's coming up. Yeah. I want the okay, so I'll add that to the list of uh, lost media that I want because I, so I want that lost uh, SVU. I want the um, the JFK papers. Yeah, 
And then I want that Batgirl movie that they didn't put out. Yeah. They had a Batgirl movie made with Brendan Fraser as the bad guy, all done. And they they they, they dropped it so they could have a tax write-off. So I want that's a that's a holy grail item for me. That'll travel to Alexander and Andretta and what do they call it in Last Crusade? I don't remember. But anyway. Mario Andretti, I think. Mario yeah, I'll, me, Mario Andretti, Sean Connery, and Harrison Ford will all go. I think they're all still alive. Pitt, do your impression of Sean Connery from that movie. Oh, I'll tell you where it's at. That was so good, was it? That's dead on. Here's mine, ready? I can't remember which movie I'm doing, sorry. (laughs) All of them. That was all of them. Here's mine, ready? We named the dog Indiana. What did you say? What's the real words to it? We we named the dog Indiana. Indiana. Oh, I... It was the dog's name. I thought you said Blythe Dana. Oh, either way, I love her. Okay. She's so brave about bone density loss. A warrior for osteoporosis. Yes, she is. Her and Sally Fields. I got a last crusade. You call this archaeology? <gasps> oh, my oh. God, Mikey. I was transported. Imagine yeah. having the presence of mind during a tank fight to smart mouth your son who made his way all the way through the desert to save you and your best friend who is also like a doddering, like a doddering. It's very like they absolutely... The both of them play like perfect academics put into the real world. Yeah. Like we're in a situation where they're away from their books and they just can't like, uh, what the fuck do we do? Especially Marcus. Like he's just lost and he doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know what to do. But, you know, he, you know, squirting guys with pens and stuff like that. It's, very, it's the most believable part of those movies. I like that they bring back, you know, the Constitution is important. And we have forgotten how important that is. So Pat? the fact that they had to go get it. And you're thinking they a would national, nothing stop, hmm? you're thinking a national treasure, bud. Right, the one where they go on the journey underground. Yeah, actually, they sound very similar when you say it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Balding men looking for something. Yeah. Oh, why and don't very few women involved? That sounds like that show that Jerry Seinfeld does. Seinfeld? You know where he puts people in cars. Balding Everything men looking Seinfeld? for something. That could be the same thing. What's that show that Seinfeld does where he's 34 years old and he dates a 17-year-old girl? That was his real life, Mike. That's his real life. That's, oh, I think yeah. Yeah. Something news. Yeah, something yeah. he was out of his power when he was in his yeah. 30s. Yeah, and you know what's fun about that is how the media was like, look at this love story. And nobody yeah. said, look at him grooming her. Look at this gross man. Yeah, he's a gross. Taking of this uh, teenage girl. Yeah. Mm. Now, there's a Broadway star named Shoshana Bean. And I always wondered if that girl that sounds became... so sexy, weirdly, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't tell if it, it. it's the two of them put together that sounds woof. Yeah, exotic and physiologically stimulating. Yeah, yeah. But take me know... to your Shoshana Bean. <laughs> exactly. Was she? Mm-hmm. You know, she was. She played um, uh, the witch in Wicked and everything, and she's very good. Not that she was the first one, and then Adina Menzel took over. It's controversial Ooh. because people think that it was Adina Menzel. Adele Dezim is, is rather, for those of you who know that. So wickedly talented. Yes. Oh, God. That's one of my favorite moments in all of the world. Bronzette. Do you know you could Travoltify your name? There's a name generator. And it's still, uh, when I tell, we've talked about this. It makes me laugh so hard. Anyways, I always wonder if Shoshana Bean got some, got like some, you know, momentum on Broadway because it was right around the time where Jerry Seinfeld was dating Shoshana Lowenstein or whatever her name was. And that's part of me was like, this is is, is the, this is drawing a crowd because they think it's the seven, the minor that Jerry Seinfeld's dating. 
And my Ed Maybe Oa. that was on the poster. Yeah. The minor you got to get this lady in the Fantastics. She's in high school, and she's <laughs> dating the guy whose name is the show. Yeah. Bring it dude. Well, speaking of, you know, Mikey, take us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces, nephews, and nibblings. Tell okay. us about how, how do you uncle, Mikey? Uh, uncle the best that I can. They're out of <sighs> town. I love them very much. There's Mabel and there's Jude and they're out west and there's CJ and he's out east and they're just dynamite. They're all smarter than I am. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's wild. So sweet. It's nuts. Yeah. That's high praise because I've heard you make reference to actual opera songs. You're ha- a smart guy. Look, watching PBS by yourself as a child has to pay off in, in some manner. And every once in a while, it pays off by randomly referencing uh, the ring cycle that was written by Wagner. Uh, Opera is most problematic composer. And that's saying a lot. They're they're uh, they're little angels. They were they were out at a house not too long ago. They were chasing stuff around and they were they were playing and they were jumping and it was uh, dynamite. Uh, What were they playing? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mabel was playing a game that she only knows called Terrify Me. Oh, there. Uh, this is a true story. This is something that happened. Um, I'm in the kitchen, and Mabel opens the back door. She comes inside, and she goes, um, "Okay, so this is an audio medium, but I'm going to do some hand gestures." That's guys- okay. We don't we don't really cater to uh, our audience, so you do whatever, and I'll yeah. take okay, it. Oh, and okay. I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat one of these pignoli cookies while you do yeah, it. Yeah, have a pignoli. I'm going to yeah. gesture so I don't knock them over. But I'm you know I'm in the kitchen. I'm I'm doing whatever, and she comes up. and She goes, "Hey, you know what you are." You know, what she goes you're this he just made his hand do um opening and then flying away and then flying away right yeah and i go what's that and she goes ewa ewa but i remember like she has you know you know she's a little thing she's like four years old so she's she's saying something she's saying something i know she's saying like over and over like ewa you're i'm like air are you saying i'm air and she goes yeah you're air what she said it perfectly oh, she my. got it when i said it because apparently she, this is what she she needed me to understand she goes yeah your era which means i can walk right through you oh, oh my god wow i thought she meant air as in i will be getting all your goods and things when you pass oh she you thought h you thought with an h yeah oh, I, okay. I was like okay well no. she's she meant you are Air. Yeah, which means that I was essentially nothing to her. I was a concept that that she could just simply dismiss. And her brother Jude played a, a game called "How fast can I take my pants off in a backyard in front of the neighbors?" Which I, which is, I mean, he's two, so it's adorable. But as he right. ages, we might have to, yeah, have a conversation yeah. about. You know, I have been kid. around yeah. other nieces and nephews and nibblings, and I have to tell you, it's very unnerving when your friends' kids. You know, you may not be an official aunt. But you go to visit and they're at the age where they know they're going to get a rise out of you by pulling out the butts or pulling out the penises or the fronts. And they go, look at this. And everyone is very, like, they're young enough that it's laughing, but you're also horrified. And that is what they run on. You know, America runs on dunking donuts and children run on showing you the butts. And anytime in that situation, that is... Put that on a T-shirt. Oh, I we will. When they figure that out, and that's like their lifeblood, they're like, "Oh, I just take out my butt, and everybody loses their mind." Yeah. My favorite reaction is always their parents, because their parents react to it like somebody who works at like a bus station. You know, like they work yeah. at the port authority. They've seen so everything. They've seen everyone's ass 
every day. Like if they get to work and somebody's not shooting heroin directly like into their dick hole, yeah. they, they're like, oh, maybe I'm not at the right bus station. So, you know, some kid takes their ass out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Their parents are like, oh, hey, yeah. Oh, they, they're like unimpressed that you're shocked by it. Right. I, and it's it's hard because, um, you know, obviously none of us want to ever be perceived to be um, like, I don't think um, it's difficult when you don't have children of your own. And these are the kids and you go, I'm I need to properly show how horrified I am that I don't want to see children's um, bottoms. Yeah. And I, you know, you try to make a big show of it. Whoa, uh-uh, not okay. I don't like it at all. You try to, whoa, been yeah. there, done that, bought the ticket, taken the 18-year ride, have it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, see if you can put pants back on them. But I definitely made a big show of, I don't like this at all. It's, But I'm laughing so hard. It hurts, like it hurts my butt because yeah. your butt's also, maybe my butt was jealous of, the air that the other one was getting. Maybe. I don't know, though, Pat. I don't know. I think, you know what's fun about kids that age is that, like, who knows what's happening in their mind for the future? You know what I mean? Like, my nephew, my my, nep- my little dreamboat, Vincent, he is five now. He's going to be six in March. And we play that song, Low, by, you know, Florida. And we tell, we, we di- and when it comes to the time where it says, turn around and give that big booty a smack. So we t- we spin him around and we tap him on the butt. And he thinks it's hilarious. And then once we did that a couple of times, now when he hears that pot, he just kind of turns around and bends over in front of us. Oh, he presents. He presents. And so we're like. Maybe this wasn't a good thing to teach this little guy, you know, because is he going to have like a butt thing in the future, which is fine. By the way, if you're listening to this and you have a butt thing, you see it, you loved it. We respect you. We don't also, you're shame. way ahead of us. You're yeah. way ahead. We've all should have had butt stuff, but, but, but nothing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sex positive podcast or whatever. But I'm like, uh, did we do, did we do this to him? Did we give him a thing where a thing otherwise might not have occurred? But he, you, you never know what's going on the hard drive, you know? Yep. You never know. You never know what's going to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the do, uh, it's almost like a wilderness thing. You know, like uh, leave only footprints, take only memories. Mm. Just like as, as or a Hippocratic oath where you're not supposed to do any harm, right? Like uh-huh. do what you think will not do, like do no harm, but mm-hmm. like don't try, like just, it's got, use your common sense. But also, again, I'm not like they're, you know, they're with their parents all the time in the limited. It's the limited time that you have with them. You're like, I don't want like, oh, I was around him for three hours and I learned how to light fires and I got to fire for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what that's not what you want to be known for. Can I ask you guys? Oh, yeah. No, no. Ask. I bet this was a different question that you were going to ask, Pat. I was going to ask if the hypocrite's oath, it says first, do no harm. Is the second unless you have to? Yeah, that's the hypocrites. That's got to be the hypocrite's oath. Right. You know, okay. what's just funny about that is that is kind of close to what I was going to ask. This I had never a happened. feeling. <laughs> but I was going to say, how come when we swear to first do no harm, it's the Hippocratic oath. But when you do something bad and you don't say what you mean or do what you say or do what you mean or whatever, you're a hypocrite. So it's like, well, which is it? Is this guy doing no harm or is this guy only doing bad stuff? You know who's mad about that? Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Yeah. Got to no. be. He's like, you guys got to pick a lane with me. I was just trying to write some rules 
for doctors when at the time medicine was basically, I don't know, the sun will heal you. Yeah. Ugh. Have you tried drinking seawater? And then a couple of people did that and they went insane. And you're like, all right, well, that's out. Um, unless we're trying to cure sanity. There was a real try and error you know, situation. Yeah. Like we're going to put down some basic rules. One of them being, if you are a doctor, don't make them worse than when they left. Yeah, try not to. Here, you're a hypocrite. He's like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? It's like if we'd be like, oh, well, Socrates asked a lot of questions. So the Socratic method is to ask a lot of questions. But you're being a real Socratite if you uh, never ask questions and only make statements. It doesn't make only... sense to me. Nah, it's like if you're make... Pluto the dog. Why? Right. What? Well, yeah, what? What are you doing? <laughs> why can't? Why don't you own property, but Goofy does? Yeah. yeah, well, Goofy's a cow, but Pluto's a dog, and it's very Goofy's confusing. Yeah, Goofy's what? a cow. Wait, yeah, what? You guys, I worked at Walt Disney World. Goofy's a cow. Goofy and Clarabelle are both cows. Are they ill? Yeah, they must be. I mean, they don't look good. They look very thin. They're very slender. Tall, cows. lanky yeah, cow. On the back feet. Goofy's yeah. Not, and he's not a risk averse. He might be going through prolonged brain trauma you know yeah because he's, he's he's putting himself in danger too yeah, often you know? it's something right because it's you know when something bad happens he knows it's coming he just goes oh got goofy cow disease instead yeah. of mad cow disease that's right oh that's gentle yeah but pluto's great pluto's pluto's a dog doesn't have doesn't speak doesn't stand upright every other animal that should be at all fours is upright and they talk and they have love. They really took the sex, the, the, the natural sexmatism of the of the characters out when they put all those animals on the hind legs and didn't let them be on all fours. Yeah. I've said my piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, yeah. Look, if you're going to pick a hill, that's the one I would stand on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. On two legs. Because They've that's also, what they did. Yeah. They take the they take the animals with wings and they give them hands. Which ones? <gasps> Donald. Oh, the ducks! Oh, yeah, yeah. Huey, Dewey, Louie, Scrooge. Yeah, did you get the spell? Yeah, Daryl. Did you guys know that Mickey has two nephews named Morty and Ferdy? No. Yeah, Mickey's where got are they two being nephews. hidden? What did they do that they're not part of the overall? Yeah, world? that's a I great question. I don't know. They only pop up for like Christmas movies and stuff. Mm. Morty and who's the other? Ferdy, F E R D I E, Ferdy. What's yeah, that I mean, short for? Oh, Ferdinand. Yeah, I think so. Oh. You guys know the other day I told I told the the woman robot who runs my house. You know I don't want to say a name because she'll start talking. She'll sing to me. a song or she'll yeah. do something. Yeah. I, I I woke up and I said to her, "Play the song Fergalicious," and you better believe she did. And I danced in my kitchen. And if you're wondering what it's like around here, that's what it's like. Oh, that's magical. Mine doesn't do that. Mine me. mine doesn't do specific songs. Really. Yeah, I got to give them the artist and then like kind of cross my fingers and like the radio in the 90s. Like I got to call in and hope they eventually play the song that I want to hear. Oh, was it? And if it's anything and it's if anything before 1972, they'll play the Michael Buble or Josh Groban version. I hate that. I hate that. That's a shame. No, I want to hear Ella Fitzgerald. I don't want to hear Josh Groban sing Ella Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. I guess Josh Groban seems like a nice guy. Doesn't have the phrasing. So that's uh, yeah, I agree with you. And did you notice that every singer sings a song feeling good now? Yeah, it's <laughs> they must have had a meeting or something. They're like, we're all doing feeling good. Yeah. Birds flying up. high. You know how I feel. Yeah, we all know how you feel because everybody's singing the song. Probably sick of singing this goddamn song. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> 
like this is good. This is yeah, we really therapeutic. Got a, we got a lot of opinions out. And that's what yeah. I like. That's what I really like to lay it down. Because, you know, a lot of times in polite society, you can't just say the stuff out loud, like stop it, Josh Grobe, and things like that. But we got it out. And I have to say, um, you know, again, I'm always, uh, it's nice. I've, I've told Megs this a lot. And I've probably said this on this very podcast. I don't want to get, you know, I'm I feeling like I'm getting older and I'm getting more set in my ways. And I think a way to stay young is to be challenged. And Mikey, you've done nothing but challenge me from the day that we met in your um, dungeon that you keep. In a and- good way, a good challenge, not like a fight, not like two men fighting in a Red Sox jersey or a Yankees jersey. Right. And then Thank knocking you, over man. a lady behind you because you're not paying any attention. She yeah. Got always glasses. Yeah. The poor thing. Yeah. So I just want to say nachos. it's just. Yeah, she just wants nachos in a helmet. That's all. To bring nachos in a helmet back to her seat so she can watch an at bat. Next thing you know, she's catching an elbow from some guy in a yeah. fucking Jason Veritek jersey. She didn't do anything. Oh, jeez. Yeah. She's, no, like, she's, yeah. Teaching. she's trying to blow off some steam. Here you are, fucking roundhouse kicking her because you, you know. You got mad that somebody was, how, how dare they wear an opposing team's getting And now she's, oh, my goddamn nachos. Yeah, she bled into, she got a nosebleed right into her nachos. Yeah, those are yeah. expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. And that helmet isn't practical. No, you can't use it for anything else. No, you what do you mean for? It might, you might be able to put it, remember, um, we said maybe one time you can put it on your cat. Yeah. yeah I don't even have cats. Like yeah, yeah sure. so it had to be yeah. a little cat, a little dog, because I don't have mm-hmm. cats and whatever. Anyways, cat, we, they got to be asleep because otherwise you're going to run away. Yeah, you yeah. can't. They have to be they very cooperate. sick or something. Yeah. yeah. But you're right, Pat. I think I think a beautiful thing about you, Mikey, and our friendship, you know, anybody can own a place. Not everybody can own a place and make it feel special and welcoming and magical and still hold on to the kind of sense of wonder that it was created in the spirit of. Right. And so you are those things. You are you embody magic to me. You embody gameplay. You embody know how and and fun characters and all of those things. And you're not a jerk about it. And that's why we love you so, so much. Don't say a word. Don't say <laughs> no, a word. That's you're me. Gonna absorb it. That's me. No. Just paid you a compliment about no, how I much pre- we I appreciate that. And and that's what we try to embody at the, at the Dungeon of Mystery. Come in any day of the week. You know, we're open six of them. Oh, uh, which ones? We got Mystery Monday, Terror Tuesday, Wizard Wednesday, Terrific Thursday. Oh, yeah. Frightening Friday. Mm-hmm. And then just Saturday. Okay. And then Sunday okay. we're off. Just get, you know. Oh, okay. We, we take the day. It's not religious or anything. It's just a day where we kind of like, I go in and clean the store. Okay. Yeah, come in any of the six days of the week that we're open. We're happy to have you. It's a welcoming place. And if it, if you come in and you're not a welcoming person, uh, we'll make you welcoming. Uh, but if you're a real jerk, uh, yeah, we'll fuck you up. Yeah. But you got to be a real, real jerk. Yeah, because yeah. that's behind you, Mikey, the fighting. That's right. Because you'll just, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's a right. good threat. I like that. I prefer threats rather than having to act on the threats. A threat's just a promise with an exclamation point. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Okay. You are kind of a machine at that. Yeah. I mean, I might, we might have to wrestle you down and make you make more merchandise that are t-shirts and sweatshirts and trying caps. To sell and... These, yeah. I'm trying to sell these coffee mugs and posters. You know what I mean? And I, I got to think of stuff. Is Anne is good about like the marketing of it all, which she's just teaching them piano lessons or no? Oh, she's a, she's dynamite with it. She's great. She knows. Yeah. I mean, she's on all, she's on everything. She's on Instagram. She's on TikTok. She does TikToks now where she's wow. playing songs. She's like, you want to learn? You want your kid to learn how to play this song? You come over to the house and, you know, we'll teach you how to sing, you know, play this song. And, uh, you know, she explains it to me. I, you know, 
I go on TikTok, you know, a cop shows up at the house. I mean, you know, I don't think, I don't think guys my age are allowed to start a TikTok. Um, no, account. no, I don't think I, so. I think it's bad. No, and yeah. that's an authentic thought that I have. Uh, I think at a certain point, uh, guys, it's not for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh no, she does, she does all that with everything. So she'll come to the store and every once in a while I'll be like, try this. And then I do, and it works. She's on Facebook Marketplace too, but I won't. I, that's mostly just looking for stuff at a house. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, we we just we just think you're the best. I have to say, we also have a oh, mantra there for you, Megs. Oh my God! And I gotta tell you, she's done it again. She's done it again, and you'll know why. You'll know what I mean by this as soon as I read it. And here it is: the mantra this week from a patron saint poet laureate of this podcast, Carol Doyle. It is a sister is an aunt. Your heart makes. Okay, now she's done it again because we were talking about Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She did. She did. And also, she once again did something that is not directly um, knowable. It's an idea more than anything else. But there's so many levels to this, okay? Because she's making a reference to the film Cinderella, right? A dream is a wish your heart makes from the film Cinderella. And what does Cinderella have? Two evil stepsisters but this she's saying a sister is an aunt that your heart makes doesn't mention stepsisters so i think this is still pretty accurate Mm -hmm. but look at her go mikey we always ask do you get it yeah do you get it mikey do you get it i get it Oh. It makes would sense. You, would you explain it to like us? Can you walk a us through is, it? A sister is an. It's a sister is your hand, an aunt your heart makes. Sister yeah, is an, an aunt, aunt your, your heart, heart makes. makes. I don't yeah. know if you're fast asleep or not for this one, but it's it's maybe Carol I'm, was fast asleep when she wrote this. A sister is an aunt your heart makes. Yeah. All right. So it it's a transitive property, right? Oh like no, your it heart, is. Wow. Your heart sees in the way that it can see figuratively an ant. And there is an implied distance in blood relation and genetic connection okay. from the source to the target, to the ant. So, I got to tell you, just halfway through this, I feel like I'm treading water. Barely. If you saw my feet underneath the water, you... I look like a duck by recognizing that the ant is so special to you and has done so much for you. You want to bring them closer emotionally, thereby overcoming the bounds of genetic and blood distance, like the actual like biological factors that are in place. So So your heart builds a bridge for your sister to become an ant. The figurative heart builds a bridge so that the ant literal can become the sister figurative and then you can create that reality uh for your own so it goes back to kind of like that you can't choose your family you choose your friends okay. yeah you, you can, can pick your nose fam- and you, you can, can make pick- a family out of that yeah. so a sister wow. is your heart makes it's a it's a it's a transformation of the actual into the literal to make it actual again i wow. bet that's what she thought too is my nose bleeding yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, you should yeah. pinch, I tried pinch real the bridge. Hard on that one. I know. Yeah, pinch the bridge and put gotta... your yeah, put your head, put your head back. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, nobody has ever done such a good job of explaining it, or tried so hard, or tried so hard. Yeah, yeah. Most people will start and they're like, "I think I'm done." Yeah, I've done as much as I can here, but you really took it all the way home. And I think that you're exactly right. I think if Carol could explain herself, 
She'd say what you said. In certain ways. Yeah, yeah. She also tends to give up halfway through when she tries to explain. Yes. Hey, it's her explanation. She didn't have to give the whole thing. Yeah, I felt during that explanation, I felt like I was drowning and trying so hard. But it's that thing of like, we're going to need a bigger boat. I love that movie. It's so sad. It's sad what happened to that shark. I like that shark. Yeah, and all those British people died. Well, some of them were Americans, and most some of them of were them. Irish. Yeah, the poor people in steerage that really got eaten by that shock when the I iceberg know. hit. It's awful yeah. still. Yeah. Well, this has just been a thin slice, and we all know it. And I can't wait to come back and look at your dolls again. And I, sh- I know you said not to call them dolls necessarily unless I really wanted to, but... Go right ahead. All right. At this well, point, we- go for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've really worn you down. <laughs> Your mind is beautiful. Your heart is beautiful. Your star is beautiful. Everything about you is beautiful, Mikey. We love you so much. And give our best to Anne. Um, sure will. You know, someday, someday, I'd love to meet her. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll tell her that you want to have her on. She'll bring more cookies. Forget it. She'll bring, well, she, the place will be top to bottom of cookies. Yeah, tell oh, her those pinoli were real good. Mm-hmm. But- you know, for people who are listening who maybe aren't Italian, pignolis is pine nut cookies, and they, they taste like an almondy, sweet, buttery, melt-in-your-mouth delicious. And these pignoli were no exception. They were perfect. little powdered sugar on top. Oh, what a dream. It's the family recipe. And yeah. she's, you know, the tough thing with her is she's allergic to nuts, and she still does it with all those ingredients. How? She's in a hazmat suit. You ever yeah. seen Outbreak? She looks like she's in one of those. It's all plastic and uh, wrapped, and so she doesn't touch any of it. Mm-hmm. So she can get a oil on her hand. I have seen Outbreak. That's the surfing movie with Keanu Reeves. I That's, think it's good. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. There's two ways we can go with that. Uh, one is where I agree, and the other is where I... Now, I'm just going to agree. There yep. we are. Awesome. That's it. That's, That's what. Good. That's awesome. I love that. Me too. Me too. All right. We should probably get going, because I'm aware of the time. I know you both are, too. So I just got to say this. I love you, Pat, and I love you, Mikey. Oh, yeah. And I, I love you, Mikey, and I sure do love you, Megs. Love you back. Oh, all right. Thank you for listening to Those Who Ant, a Baby Makers podcast, starring Colleen Doyle as your Aunt Pat and Dana Curcioli as your Auntie Mags. Uncle Mikey was played by the sometimes bearded and always hilarious Kevin Serretta. Kevin is a writer and performer in Chicago, Illinois. He can be seen as a member of the Improvised Shakespeare Company, heard as a regular on the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern, and perceived as a writer for season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000, currently streaming at www.gizmoplex.com. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them on Instagram at Cues Music. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. And for God's sakes, call your aunt.